Um, and I, I will usually go for a Cherry Pib Zero. Like, I, like down the line, I'm just going for the Zero Calorie version of exactly what Melanie got, which is why I say she made a correct choice. Right. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men. This is a show where we watch a one minute of the film Dunstan Checks In and pair it with a feature film. I'm Emily Schmemily. We still don't have fun names. No, and I'm Andrew Lindy. Yeah. Uh, this is our this is our inaugural episode. You used that correctly. Damn it! What's the one that you don't like? First annual. This is our first annual episode, that's not, and that's not even how this works. <laughs> See, we will now, be doing this podcast one year from now. But if it if it that would be if it was a yearly podcast, much like okay, uh, no, Paul, but this is our Paul, first. Paul this Blart. is our, what's a, what do they call themselves? Till death does part. Yeah. This is our first annual episode, and then episode 53, I guess, will be our second annual episode. It, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> That's not... We're doing this one once a week. I don't know if we have established that, because our last podcast was twice a week, so I do want to get that out of the way. The Super Mario Brothers Minute was twice a week. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this one's is, once a week. This is a whole new show. Because we're talking about a whole damn film. Yeah. Uh, well, we are. It's, it'll be the minute and the, and the film we've chosen to pair it with. Yes. Uh, as revealed in minute zero, uh, Emily got to choose what film got to be paired with this first minute. This is correct, and I chose the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. Uh, we will always reveal what film for the next minute at the end of the episode. Yes. So at the end of this episode, we will reveal what, what I have chosen for minute two. Yeah. Uh, Yark. But let's just, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Because We're- we got... We got a new minute. We're doing it. We got a, we new, got a minute. new movie and Hot a new off minute. The presses. We got a new minute here. Was that exciting? It was exciting. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't I, know. I it's... love the 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 when that effervef I can't talk. When that effervef Wait, okay, wait. I'll I'll dub it. I'll dub it. Say Good bubbles. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, you, you say the sentence, but leave out the word you can't say, and I'll say it for you. Okay. <laughs> when that effervescent. No, that's not even what? effervescent. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Just a different tense of that word. Effervescence. Thank you. Okay. When that effervescence fills the air as you crack open a new can of minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's described. I need to be able to say this word. <laughs> Effervescence. You did it. <laughs> oh God, that was so hard. I guess. All right, I've got my notes. New notebook. New movie. New minute. Twentieth uh, Century Fox. Twentieth Century Fox. This ain't no Hollywood Pictures. No. Or Pathé. <laughs> yeah. Media. <laughs> Pathé bought up. Yeah. The rights or whatever. Uh, but no, it it is 20th Century Fox. Uh, so you get that classic, the fanfare, that opens opens every one of their films. The yeah, dun 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 dun. dun. I you know I don't do music. That's what you wanted me to do, right? <laughs> yes. When you said you don't do music, that's what you wanted me to do, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then it kicks right into a, a really fun score, a really fun opening score. Yeah. Uh, kind of like. No, I disagree. No. By the way, I said yeah because I was looking at a text and not paying attention. Well. But I firmly disagree. Uh huh. 
The score kicks in after the. Um, oh, I they have like a little bit of music before that. No? Maybe a little, but I know that the the ding of the bell definitely like leads kicks into the off. score. Yeah, yeah, really kicks off the the good stuff. That's why I wanted our theme song to go that way, which you will have already heard. Question mark. Oh boy. Um, uh, Joe Wazan and Todd. Black. I want to talk more about how much the score sucks. Oh, okay. It's it's that I don't know if Hook was the first movie to do this, <laughs> but we talked about this a lot on the Ben Beyond Silver episode about Hook. That that sort of generic. Uh, oh, busy, wholesome family, but busy time music that sounds the fucking same in every single family movie from from this era. I'm gonna say up until like 2006, mm, like 2012. I feel like it's when oh. we finally. I feel like I feel like it started to die around 2006, and mm. then by 2012 is when it had finally fully died. All right, um, and I just hate it so much. It's my least favorite trend in film scores, and. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously, we chose this movie because somewhere in our hearts, we both have a lot of love for it. I think, I think yours is perhaps a little closer to the surface than mine, as we discussed in, yeah. in, in minute zero. Um, but I really, I, I truly cannot abide this score. I hate it so much. Wow. Uh, well, the visual that we have uh, after after the 20th Century Fox logos die down mm-hmm. is a a bell. Yeah. Uh, which is is seen. I guess on hotel desks mostly. Yeah. The front desk uh, used to, I guess, summon someone to help you mm-hmm. if there's no one at the desk. Uh, and and uh, the whoever's working there dings it, and it's it doesn't little, ding right. It's a little dull. It's yeah. a dull ding. It's if wait, I think I can kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. We do have a bell in the room. We do have a live bell. <laughs> Alive, we 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 caught this bell live. Ours isn't as fancy. Theirs has like a nice felt bottom, where ours is just open on the bottom. Um, this bell was a gift to me from you, though. Yes, so it's some nice memories. <laughs> um, and what this person does, so they, uh, they flip it upside down, and then they tighten it. There's like a screw at the bottom yeah. to tighten it. A little maintenance. Now, screw. do you think they're tightening or untightening? I think they're tightening. To make to make the bell more sharp. Yeah. Okay. So they tighten it. We're yeah, getting, couch we're getting explorer do- in the background. <laughs> we're getting dog He really is just doing like uh, he's posing. Like he he's wants attention so bad right now. Like he does not sit like that normally. He is doing a sexy pose for attention. This is your dog Nucky. Yes. And I think um, even the way he's sitting right now, he might just fall into me at some point. Yeah. He likes to get up on the back of the couch like that downstairs. He rarely does that in my room here though. But. <laughs> Uh, there, he, there he goes. There he goes. Mm-hmm. There he goes again. We're getting first episode of Gilmore Girls vibes. Yeah. I don't know the actual lyrics. Oh, do I? I don't know. Ken Quapis. Ken Quapis. His credit comes up on screen. A Ken Quapis film. Yeah. Uh, as the bell is being tightened. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, and then it, and then it gets the the oh then Jason Alexander's credit yeah so he's the first credited actor yes in this film George himself George Costanza himself this is the height of George is it ninety six oh I guess it is yeah hell yeah dog yeah um and we'll get to, we'll get to more about him later yeah uh but I guess it makes sense that he is the top billed actor mm-hmm. uh, because they typically don't credit animal actors above human actors no I don't think it, we see uh, yeah I don't think we see a credit for for Sam at all in these opening credits yeah um and then then when the screw is tightened the bell dings clearly mm-hmm. and uh, the camera shifts and we get 
And that's when that the title. shitty score really kicks into gear. And the title. The shitty score that I hate. And the title. Dunson Checks I, In. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Dunson Checks Men, um, which is our podcast. They're going to do a sequel to this one. It's going to be called Dunson Checks In with two ends. And it's about Jason oh. Alexander opening his own in. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, at this point, it would have You're to be. in to it. It would have to be Jason's son. Yeah. Whatever that guy's name is. Uh, who can say? Um. I don't know at what point you want to talk about how you came up with, with Grand Budapest Hotel to pair. Oh sure. I, I assume at some point in the minute it'll it'll be clear and you'll want to talk about it. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so we'll just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I enjoy a good title screen. Sure. Um, this one's just okay. Yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's better than a lot because a lot of films they just do this words on a black screen and call it a day. Sure. I like when you can when they can make it part of the scene mm-hmm. when it matches the aesthetic of the movie. How do you feel about this latest uh, big budget trend? I will say when um, you, there's a sort of big cityscape shot and then the the letters are sort of represented as if it's like a big sign i'm thinking of solo did this i feel like both guardians of the galaxy movies did this i don't remember solo doing it solo does it for sure not necessarily like a sign but just like you know it's sort of matching the aesthetic of the city oh it's sort of a a nothing matter that but matches the aesthetic of the city they're in oh yeah i like that i don't really (laughs) yeah because it just feels like this it just feels it feels like the same amount of thought of just putting it on a black screen um is involved just plus money Hmm. But it, it, it doesn't. Uh... <laughs> then what do you like in a title reveal? Um, I, I I like something that I don't know feels feels like part of the universe. Feels hmm. like maybe the feels like the characters in the movie would have made this choice if they were somehow aware that the, a movie about them was being made. Hmm. And hmm. I feel like I feel like this actually kind of fits in with that because it's a nice, simple, clean title over the aesthetics of the hotel, which is the bell. Mm. Um, I, I, I think this title scene actually works pretty nicely for that. I do have to say, I do like the one thing about this, the way that the title appears here that I do like is that it's it's within like the first couple of within the first minute yeah it's not before everything Mm -hmm. that to me is really lazy yeah when they just throw a title up and then go right into the action yeah but then i also really don't like when it takes them like 20 minutes to get to the title sure but i love sure when the title's only at the end sure that oh that's that's my jam (laughs) okay just give me that title right at the end okay and that's all that'll that'll please me real good Mm, interesting uh dunson checks in so then we start seeing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visuals kick into high gear. Yes, they do. Uh, we see the Majestic Hotel Register. And I will say, I don't know when, at what point in this I want to say, so I'll just say it now, I guess. Uh-huh. This sequence of just sort of immaculate hotel business is why I chose Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Because this move, this minute is a lot of sort of just luxuriating in this sort of the fanciness and the niceties of the majestic hotel we mm-hmm. don't see any of the characters yet in this minute yeah. this is just about how meticulous everything is in the ho- in the hotel and i think that's kind of a big theme a big value of, of the main characters in the grand budapest hotel mm-hmm. is, is them striving for that same sort of meticulous excellence throughout the film yeah i i definitely uh uh i could sense that that was the that was your goal i've got too much cord <laughs> there's too much cord around you were moving around you i was some just cord. trying to do a simple leg adjust and then all the cord got in the way Uh oh uh i i was also really into yeah it's the the visual 
the definite like the simplicity of what is a hotel mm-hmm. like you break it down to those bare yeah the bare things not even the people at this point yeah it's just like as our old friend blue would say just the bare necessities okay i don't know how much you want to talk about grand Budapest hotel yeah we need to figure out how to how to do the split okay uh uh, we, I, I think it's safe to say we both saw it when it came out. That's true. Yeah. I, I believe we saw it together, actually. At, well, I don't want to reveal too much about our location, but <laughs> we're, we're, we'll, t- we'll, we'll figure it out. But the, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've just mouthed the name of a local theater to Andrew. Because <laughs> um, I feel like it's not, we didn't go to one of our standard theaters because it was, being a Wes Anderson film, sometimes those are considered... Uh, more like an indie film release. Oh, I think we did see it at 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 that one. Yeah, right. You know the one I mean. I know the one you're talking about because I was thinking that we we're. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and I remember liking it a lot when I first saw it. I liked it a lot when I first saw it as well. And I still like it. And I still do too. <laughs> um, it's a, and and honestly, what I remember what I liked a lot the first time I saw it was the um the way that the the narrative kind of breaks into itself mm-hmm. it it opens with uh uh, an, uh someone visiting a, an author's grave yeah it's like and, they're like russian nesting dolls yeah like the way and, the layers we go through to get into the what is the actual story and in that one the title is on the book yes that that the girl is reading mm-hmm. at the gravesite, mm-hmm. and then we, the book we meet the author mm-hmm. as an old man yeah and then he tells the story of when he was a young man uh-huh. at the hotel which is the hotel in question. Yeah. And there he meets the older version of our main character. And yeah. then we jump back and see when he was a boy. Yes. Like, I, that's, that's pleasing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also, so the, when I started watching it for the podcast this time, it started and I will say there was a moment where I was like, Oh, what if, what if I hate this? Uh-huh. Because like all Wes Anderson movies, it's very twee. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, you know, it's just very, it's very particular in a way that, on literally any other person would be so annoying and i was fully ready to be like oh god what if this is just like hipster bullshit and i hate it and then 20 minutes in i was like fully on board um wes anderson just has that way about him where mm-hmm. he can he he there's, there's no limit to how theoretically insufferable he can make <laughs> it because the like the the characters will always be like in, interesting and well drawn enough that you don't mind mm-hmm. um and that was the case in this movie yeah I I had forgotten that it, it was broken into into chapters, literal yeah. chapters, mm-hmm. um, and there was a thought occurred to me while I was watching it. Yeah, that this uh, in in the last ten years, this is Adrian Brody's best performance. I'll agree with that because you want to know why? Why? Because in two thousand seven, that's when um, the other Wes Anderson one came out with the trains, the Darjeeling Limited. Yes, yeah, and I'd say that was another really good. Adrian Brody performance. It's true. And I don't know if Brody's making bad choices <laughs> or what's going I'll on. I'll tell you, I can't think of a non-Wes Anderson uh, Brody flick that I've seen recently. Yeah, I looked and there's some uh, there's some rough ones in there. Is I'm there? Tell you. There's, some, there's some just real basic. Well, he took a turn where he did some comedies. Okay. So he's in a comedy film where the premise is that two high school buddies get their whole school high. And Excuse he's me? The, is he's it, the is stoner it called de- High School? It is called High School. He's the stoner delivery man. I actually have heard of this film. Um, there's quite a few recent ones where they're just thrillers, and maybe he's a cop and maybe he's the bad guy. I can't tell. That sucks. Uh, I, I, 
I feel like there's something like he sh- he's called to greatness and maybe he's turning it down. <laughs> and uh, that upsets. I I cuz I think of Adrian Brody as an actor I like a lot. Apparently he was on 6 episodes of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I read that as well. It, is that on a channel? I I think it's a Netflix situation. I think it started on a channel though. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's on a channel in a different country, but in America, it's a Netflix exclusive. Uh, okay, okay. Because okay. I know Sam Neill's also in that, and uh, Tom Hardy at some oh, point. Oh, two, two, why, what's his name? He's got oh, a Twitter handle. Uh, two Paddocks. Two Paddocks. Yeah. I like him a lot. Sam Neill's great. Um, good Twitter presence. Oh, he was an inappropriate comedy. Do you remember that movie? W- was That's not one with Miley Cyrus. Uh, I can't recall if she was involved. I I will tell you, it was the movie that was directed by the ShamWow guy. Yeah, the ShamWow guy. Um, and uh, he was a big believer in it. I don't think anyone else was. Um, but yeah, just... Uh, uh, you know who wrote Inappropriate Comedy? Oh, no, who? I, I just like this name. Ken Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know who that is, but... What I like a, that name, too. What a great name. That's Ken a great Pringle. name. Um, but yeah... Uh, it's Grand Budapest Hotel is a great film. It's a very good movie. Um, and then, uh, 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 um, what's the? I'm completely blanking. What is the name of Zero? Zero, the kid who plays him. Oh, I don't recall his name at this time. Uh, but he he is fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, it's it was just like he could have been you know like sometimes child actors don't continue sure he's continued and he's good in everything. What's he in now? I don't think I've seen him since S- Grand Budapest Hotel. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, he's in Spider-Man. He was Flash Thompson. Oh, he was Flash. He was, but he was rich, rich boy yeah, Flash, yeah. not sportsman Flash. Yeah, which I like. I like that. It's a good twist. Yeah, uh, he. I mean, he's just great. Yeah, yeah. So it's and uh, Ray Fiennes doing a very great mm-hmm. uh, character. Yeah, uh, it's it's like you said. They, all the characters are so interesting. One thing I will say, perhaps against the film, is um, uh, this, this is it's like hack to not be able to pronounce her name and yet i i cannot pronounce her name oh cersei ronan is that how you say it i believe so i could be wrong i'll admit if i'm wrong she's very good in this movie one thing i don't love is how she doesn't they don't give her a ton to do yeah they give her a little but mostly like 90 percent of her screen time is just the meta of the movie fawning over her Mm -hmm. in a a way that it gets kind of old by the end of the movie um so yeah, that's maybe a take against it. Also, like all Wes Anderson movies, do not watch it if you don't want to see a pet be brutally killed. Yeah, what's up with that? That's just such a thing that he loves to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started, cause Life Aquatic, we don't see any, but he does kill a couple dogs off screen. Yeah. There's a phone call where the dog's getting killed or, or, or is mentioned. Then, um, was this before or after Moonrise Kingdom? It was after. So Moonrise Kingdom's where he really kicked it into gears, where there was a... Yeah. a spoilers for that movie but there was there was a pretty gruesome dog murder in that movie and then go figure he made a film called isle of dogs yeah and some dogs die yeah but not as brutally i think but yeah isle of dogs um you ever notice how if you say it a certain way it sounds like i love dogs no i've never noticed thank you for telling me that. what podcast is it where they do that goof i don't know i stole that goof that was a stolen goof and i don't remember the podcast that <laughs> well, i stole you, it from why would you admit that on air the goof <laughs> police are gonna get you Come after me, goof police. <laughs> you know that meme? <laughs> no. This is an adult meme. Uh. It's like Tweety Bird dressed as a gangster. Um, Did and- you just tell me about this meme, but it was Bugs Bunny? <laughs> well, there's one where Bugs Bunny is, has a suit and a gun. And yes. it says, God forgive me, I have to go back to the old me. Yeah. 
the one with Tweetabird, she's dressed as a gangster and it says, fine, call the police. I'll just have sex with them. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a good meme. That's that's what I say to, to you. <laughs> to learning to call police. the goop police. Okay. Um, I don't know what else to say about Grand Budapest Hotel. It was your choice. I, I, I want you to have the last word, if any. <laughs> the last word and the last laugh. Um, quit killing animals, Wes. We're, we're sick of it. Um, <laughs> I love the movie. It is. It is. I don't know. It's hard to watch that moment because, like, you really do see, like, uh, spoilies, spoilies again. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Willem the foe here because film. of what he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, he tosses a cat out of the window. Uh, and then you look and you see, like, the perspective is, like, from a very high window. So it's not like you get a super good look. But you do, like, see a, a splat, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, and that's just a little unpleasant. But I guess cruelty to animals is another thing that Grand Budapest Hotel has in common with Dunstan Checks in. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> but uh, not, not in this minute. No. Because there's no animals in this minute. No, there's not. Uh, I, I was going to try and do a goof. Except for the human animal. There you go. You got the goof in. All right. Uh, back to the minute. the goof. You've got the goof. You got the goof. So the register, I want to read to you what it says at the top of the register. Okay. So the register has the list of names of people, the room they're staying in, where they're from, and what time they checked in. Mm-hmm, 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 at the top of that, it mm-hmm, says mm-hmm. money, jewelry, and valuables must be deposited in office safe. Otherwise, proprietor will not be responsible for any loss. Guests without baggage requested to pay in advance. Mm-hmm. What do you think about all that? I don't know. I, I <laughs> wish I had more thoughts. Um, I don't know. I'm not rich enough to be going to a, a hotels that have policies. I, mean, I guess most hotels like have a safe. Like that's a thing that hotels have, right? Yeah, you can. I mean, I I believe it is most hotels have something where it's like you can check in or in in room safes. Yeah. Have you have you you've seen those? No. 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 You talking about the mini fridge? <laughs> you might as well put a lock that's on like that. Like a safe for food because it's full of full of too expensive, expensive stuff. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Um. No, I, I always remember like when I was young and traveling with my parents, they would like, don't don't mess with the safe. Because if I mean, you're, I think you're supposed to be able to set your own code on a lot of them. Uh-uh. Uh, but then if you screw up, like you have to have them come out and open it because you you put in the wrong code or something. I've seen this on an episode of Bob's Burgers, but I've never encountered it in right. real life. Have I? How did I see that episode of Bob's Burgers? Were we in the room together watching that episode we, of Bob's Burgers? We might have been in the room San Diego together. Comic-Con? Yeah, I think okay. we were. That was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I think that was the night that I had really bad food poisoning from, from fuck it, I'll say it. They gave me food poisoning. Tin fish in San Diego. Well, I I think it was the fish angle is the thing. They're a fish restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I think that's, uh, I'm going to call that foreshadowing. Yeah. Is the, the all guests must deposit valuables in the oh, safe? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's why you're bringing this up. Well, I, I, I thought that was interesting. And then it's it, the added part of guests without baggage request are requested to pay in advance. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, I, th- I think their thought I don't is understand that. If you have explain it to me, baggage, baggage. Remember that show? Yes, it's <laughs> it still plays on Game Show Network at eleven o'clock. What a that's buck how I know. Show. If I turn on my TV and I see that, I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do with For this. For the listener who's not aware, there's a game show called Baggage, hosted by Jerry Springer. Yeah. Where um, 
So it's a person and then three contestants, and I think they, yeah. I, I think they, they keep it straight, but they 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 do keep it heterosexual, unfortunately, mm. or maybe fortunately, maybe I don't maybe I, I don't want to involve this with gay people. I think I saw one episode with uh with with gay people. Oh, was there a gay episode? I think so. That see that to me is like I I would be fine if we just stayed out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, it's a show where there's a contestant, there's like one main contestant, and then the three sub contestants, mm-hmm. and the sub contestants each have three pieces of as Jerry Springer. Express baggage. baggage. <laughs> and he always says it like that. Baggage. Yeah. Um and progressively worse baggage. So the first one will be like, I don't tip. Yeah. The second one will be like, I'm afraid to leave the city. Yeah. And the third one will be like, I have killed someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're I mean, those are a bit exaggerated, but you're not wrong. And then I mean, I'm gonna also put this on the show that sometimes these these confessions in the baggage are kind of uh kink shamey. Yeah. There's there's I've seen ones where it's like uh I can only get off with blank like it's some something and I, I'm just I like would, oh, come on. I would be shocked as well if at some point they didn't at least consider doing it where the third piece of baggage was that it was a trans woman. Oh, this boy. seems like exactly the kind of bullshit that show yeah, would do. I can't, I can't deny it. We're not endorsing this show. No, this is not. That's <laughs> a very what I'm bad. If I show. see it on the TV, I go to bed. It's I'm just done. Funny for the that day. it exists because it's such a bad idea. It's yeah. a very obviously bad idea. Uh, I am a little from a game show angle. I am intrigued the way that they do it. Oh, and the idea is like if if the the contestant picks the one who's like, yeah, I can live with that baggage, and then they go on a date. That's the end of it. Yeah. Well, because it comes to the the final round of it. Uh, after the the main contestant has chosen which of the three, each round eliminates one subcontestant. Mm-hmm. When they get down to the last person, then the main contestant has their ultimate piece of baggage. Oh, that's right, I forgot and that. And then the subcontestant must decide, can I live with that? Yeah. Which is that's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's quite a that's I think that's the one good twist in yeah. rules wise, because then the subcontestant can say, oh no, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a bad show. Um, so guess with no baggage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> are required to pay up front and i think this is because if you have no baggage you can leave in the night yeah if you have baggage oh uh, they'll they'll see you they could slow you down they can or or maybe they hold your baggage i don't know interesting yeah that's that's all i can assume out of that hmm. uh okay. during this part we get the uh, credit for faye dunaway yes. she's the second credited uh human actor in mm-hmm. the film She's not. She's like not the second biggest character, but she's a big enough star. Yeah. That she's gonna be ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third. Oh, then we get the um, the date is revealed mm-hmm. at what what date that this film takes Wednesday, starts Wednesday, March twenty second. We see. Oh, we've got a bark. It's a rare bark from Nucky. <laughs> that scared me. He does that was not so normally rare, bark. It scared uh, yeah. me. And especially because he's right behind he me. He is directly behind you right now. He is going to fall into me at some point. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Here he's, he's, he's adjusting. <laughs> Um, March, we <laughs> he's having a struggle. Uh, we see them. Uh, uh, the the employees at the hotel are changing all the calendars from March twenty first to March twenty second. Correct. Um, and in fact, when we see this, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that is being turned is some kind of uh notebook of things to do. Yeah. So on, this is I'm gonna, this is this is interesting. I hope my neck cracking didn't just show up on my. I hope it did. That's <laughs> that's me. Uh, March 21st, Yeah. the day before the film starts, uh-huh. here are the notes. At 8 a.m., they are to send gifts to, and then it's a list, but yeah. I could only see the first two on the list. Mm-hmm. The first person on the list, Lord Rutledge. Lord Rutledge. Yeah, and it says Deluxe Fruit Basket. Oh. 
And the second person is Frau Biedermeier. Frau Biedermeier. Yeah. Um, then when we get to March 22nd, mm-hmm. which is the, the day that this film starts. Yeah. Uh, the gift, the list of gifts are, um, what did I write here? For Spalding, uh, some kind of uh, chocolate basket okay. and a treat for a dog is what it says. Oh, that's a nice touch. Uh and then, as we will see in a future minute, mm-hmm. the character named Lionel Spaulding does appear. And there's with a character a dog. named Lord Rutledge. Yes. Uh, but why would they be giving you a fruit basket yesterday? Because does he not check in today? Does he not? I think we this this bears further investigation. Yeah. Because uh, I as always, assu- always assumed. I always assumed <laughs> that he check in on the day. Maybe he just pick up monkey on Maybe the day. Maybe he pick up monkey on the day, huh? We're gonna get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, then we get the credit on screen credit for Eric Lloyd. I, Eric Lloyd's the child. One of them. Yeah. There's two childs. There's two children. I think he's the main child. Okay. Um, then we get this really neat looking poll calendar, is that what I call it? Okay. Oh, no, the poll calendar is not that fine. The twisty calendar is what I like more, mm. uh, which is some kind of metal piece, a decorative piece, and you can twist either end of it to change the month, day, and, and uh, year yeah, or like day of the week. Yeah, like you are resetting a hand clicker, yeah. as we talked about a lot on our previous podcast. Um, then we see some card reservations. Now the dog did just crawl right over the power cord, so we we didn't. But it was a real close call to losing power just mm, then. Too scary. Um, car reservations. Card card reservations. Card reservations. Which I thought was interesting. Me. Yeah. They're they're using old school, like very old school card reservations. Mm. Um, which I'm gonna. Oh, Nucky began moving again near the too near the cables for my for your care. taste. Yeah. Okay. We are safe. Um, and I got some of the cities off of these cards. Mm. These, So I, I, I had a theory that maybe these card reservations were only for international travelers. Yeah. That was immediately broken because the first one that I saw was Chicago. That's not an international city. But then the second I one. I mean, it w- is in that it has an airport. Oh. If it has an airport or a harbor, isn't it, isn't it considered an international city? Only if that airport does international flights. Yeah. Because I know this when you drive into Long Beach, Long Beach has a sign that says Long Beach, an international, international city. Yeah. I mean, we also, the Long Beach has a port and an air. Yes, and an airport. Has, has an does, air and a seaport. Yes, and they both do international flights. That's right. You can fly, fly out of the uh, harbor. Uh, harbor. <laughs> and you can take a boat out of the airport. It's real, it's real weird. <laughs> now you're into some uh, wayside schools mixed up tales <laughs> nonsense. I was a big fan of those books. Uh, and well, a big fan of the Long Beach Airport. If you do have a, if you're, if you have to travel, I, I recommend that airport. It's a good airport. They did just uh, renovate. The city of Long recently. Beach in general. I'm just gonna give a big thumbs up to it. It's a good place. That's good. Wish I still lived there. Uh, these car, so Chicago, Hong Kong, yeah, and Portugal. Now Portugal's not a Portugal's city. Portugal's not a city. The reservation card did just say Portugal. Kind of broke convention there on that third one. Especially, I I didn't write it, but it did say Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Hong Kong just said Hong Kong. No, not even Hong Kong, China. You know, it's like. Was Hong Kong still under British control at, at the time? I think it was. 96? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Because remember, Tomorrow Never Dies was supposed to be about oh, right. um, Hong Kong and England parting ways. Yeah. And then was not. What a strange plot. Yeah. Um, I read one of the one of those Brosnan Bonds where I, I assume it would be Tomorrow Never Dies because that was the yeah, one because that it was about China, the, but the rights, <laughs> the rights to China or something. He wanted to to control media rights for news in China. Yes. Yeah. Exclusive rights. The last thing we see in this minute is a panning up of a menu. Yeah. Uh, from bottom to top, 
Mm-hmm. I have listed out what the menu says. Yes. And you you investigated the screenshots I took. I did. The first thing we see is Ultimate Buffet. Mm-hmm. The second thing is Healthy Start. Healthy Start, I disagreed that it was a healthy start. What was on the Healthy Start? Hot and cold cereal. Okay. Yogurt. Okay. And then an assortment of breads and pastries. Oh, no but, fruit. No fruit. Uh, there was fresh fruit as okay. well. Okay. And fresh fruit as well. If you eat all that, that's not a healthy start. I mean... Especially with the breads and pastries. Maybe Healthy Start back then, it's a code for vegetarian. Perhaps. Because there's no meats there, I notice. Perhaps. Uh, Continental. Hot and cold cereals. Are you okay? You're having two cereals. You're not having a healthy start. Well, I think each of these are not... That's not... You can have hot or cold cereal? Yeah. Yeah. You choose what you want, and that's all that you can choose. Usually it says or. I mean, this is... I'm not going to read too closely into this one. <laughs> they did a lot of work here, I think, and some most of it's s- solid. Did you pay attention to the prices on these? Yeah, th- uh, especially one of them. It seems like they would be very expensive because they're, to me, what would be like normal ho- hotel prices in today's atmosphere at the cheap hotels that I go to. Well, one of them was especially expensive. So let me get through the list. Yeah. Continental. Then there's just the buffet. Yeah. I noticed there was some things on Ultimate Buffet that were not on the buffet. Sure. Uh, then an option called New Yorker, yeah, which according to the thing is just a bagel with locks and cream cheese, yeah, cr- and cream cheese or something, yeah. That was a dollar more than the All American at <laughs> least, yeah. It's a fancy New York. All American has like eggs and bacon. Yeah, the New Yorker is like fifteen dollars for just a bagel. Well, you know what locks are? It's a fish or something. It's it's what they call salmon when they put it on your bagel like well, that. So it's a fancy fish. <sighs> You don't put that much locks on it to make it that much money. Perhaps not. Um, I think I'm wrong on that, by the way. <laughs> what? That locks is salmon? <laughs> yeah, but I, they sometimes do put salmon on bagels, and I think I was conflating those two facts. I think locks is a fish, though. Yeah, it is a fish for sure. Because mm-hmm. I've never had it. Yeah. Anti, I'm anti Because you don't eat fish. And then All-American was the, the top choice. Mm-hmm. And at the very top, it says the Majestic Breakfast. Yeah. And then the minute ends. Yes. And uh, we did it. We did it. The first minute. Mm-hmm. Do, you have any, do you have anything left to say? Well, should I say now or at the very end what Let's my minute two is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my minute two choice of film uh, 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 to pair is The Bellboy. The Bellboy. From 1960. Written, directed by, and starring... Jerry Lewis. I almost said Jerry Lee Lewis, but that's the other one. <laughs> that's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is my choice for minute two. If you'd like to watch along, uh, go out and find that wherever you can yeah it's you know there are ways there, there are paths and that didn't pick up on a audio there are paths i think is there the are thing. paths to the bellboy um what is this oh plugs plugs uh you could find the plugs. the other oh, don't, plugs. no come on plugs that's not even picking up on mic i don't plugs. think okay I do another show with Justin Kizan called Nothing New, a remake podcast. And every month uh, we will watch a remake of the film that it's based on. Uh, Go check us out, please. Uh, We did uh, pretty recently. We did Fahrenheit 451, which HBO decided to remake. That was a weird choice. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon are both Michaels that I like. Yeah. Uh, Not great. Hmm. Didn't didn't pull it off there, HBO. Bummer. Uh, but go ahead and listen to our episode. Uh, we have special guest Alex Gallet with us from oh, the Geek Say What Network. Nice. Uh, you can also hear me on a show called um, It's on My List. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't remember the website for that, but <laughs> I'll get that for you in the next episode. Uh, it's a show where uh, a group of us come together and uh, talk about 
uh, supposedly great films that people say you should have seen. Uh, and, and it's a, it's a good mix of those of us who have seen it and who have not. Uh, so the discussion goes all over the place. Uh, but it's a nice, it's, it's like sitting around with some friends and going, Hey, is this movie really good? And then we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what I do. And go check out Super Mario Brothers Minute because it's still alive in my heart. Yeah, is it's the still thing. alive in all of our hearts. Uh, at benvnetwork.com is where you can find most of those. And uh, my Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterAndrew. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at pie. <laughs> nope. You're starting a new pie Instagram. <laughs> I got at pie. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, at podcaster. Nope. <laughs> I was taking a drink and I was completely spit it out. Because here's the thing. We do a thing where you, I, you know, my plugs <laughs> open out the opposite direction of yours uh-huh. for symmetry. So like you always close on your podcast and Twitter mm-hmm. and I open on my podcast and Twitter for symmetry. So I'm so in the method of just copying the thing that you said that I kept trying to say podcaster Andrew. <laughs> but that's not. So what's, what is your podcaster Andrew? <laughs> My Twitter and Instagram is at very cool Emily. Um, oh, you can also find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash very cool Emily, because I, I stream on there three times a week these days. Um, we do all those things. Um, I I do another podcast with Justin Kizon. It's called Ben Beyond Spielberg. We've got one more episode that actually we should be done by the time this comes out because we're recording it on Tuesday, and Tuesday for us is three Tuesdays ago for you. So oh, um, you just you parted that kimono right there. Yep. So go. We're, we are recording this in the past. So go check out the, our final episode of Ben Buell and Spielberg, which will be about uh, his short film Amblin, and look forward to our new podcast, which will be about uh, the the great Godzilla. And you can uh, find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Majestic Hotel NY. That's true. Uh, and on Instagram uh, at Dunstan Checks Men. Yep. Uh, and you can email us Dunstan Checks Men at gmail.com. This is all correct. Uh, and rate and review us on iTunes. Should I give them a theme? Well, Apple Podcasts is what it's called. What are you talking about? Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, say if you were an orangutan, what would you do with your life in your review? <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next week, we're checking out. (laughs) To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>